All right. Welcome in, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Creative Catalyst Podcast, a show that focuses on the creative processes for life, business, and your world. My name, Rudolf Korv, a creative designer based out of the Pacific Northwest. Today's episode is episode number four. Today, we'll be talking with Dr. Tom Keating, a CEO of Cognitopia, a fantastic company that has built a suite of web-based self-management apps for people who see the world differently. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's episode number four of the Creative Catalyst podcast. I'm here with Dr. Tom Keating, CEO of Cognitopia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rudolph. Happy to be here. All right. So before we dive in, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And we talked about it off camera and off uh, microphone real briefly, but I saw on your website, you are a musician. Yes, I'm a a longtime uh, hacker kind of musician. I enjoy playing the guitar and singing mostly acoustic uh, things, uh, but I've started to play with some other folks lately, and it's sort of opening things up a little bit for me. So, yeah, I uh, live here in Eugene. I have uh, a wife and a couple of boys who are just graduating high school this year, so uh, lots of excitement ahead there. Awesome, yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, your company, which is called Cognitopia, right? Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me your story. Let's talk. Let's dive in and talk a little bit about um, what it is, what you do, uh, and we'll we'll start with that. Sure. So uh, Cognitopia is the result of a pretty long term program of research and development that I've been able to fund through grant uh, monies that come from the federal government. And what we've done is we've created a web-based suite of tools that help individuals with disabilities be better self-managers of daily life and school and work, uh, while also connecting them more effectively to their support network. So parents, teachers, others who play support roles, so that they know how an individual is doing, know when they need help, and know when they don't need help and not to bother them. That's actually pretty fascinating. So how, how did you come up with this idea uh, for Cognitopia? Like, what's the story behind that? Sure. Well, uh, I mentioned that I had I have a long-term, uh, been involved in a long-term effort of grant funding. And uh, the first commercial product to come out of that was in 2009. And it was a visual calendaring application called Picture Planner. And Picture Planner broke uh, activity planning down into steps. Uh, we we call that a task analysis, and that's we lean heavily on that methodology for, for, for making things understandable to people. So you would pick what you're going to do, who you're going to do it with, where it's going to happen, how you're going to get there, things to bring, clothes to wear, money you need, all the aspects of activity planning that a neurotypical person might think of unconsciously uh, without too much effort and be able to recall. But for the target group that we're looking at, that's not second nature. So we make it easy and we spell it out and give them some choices to make. Picture Planner had some uh, commercial success, but not much because I didn't understand business at the time and I uh, and, and, and there was something missing. And so what I one of the things I realized is that it was a one-trick pony. It did visual calendaring and that was it. And and the need was much greater than that. So I came up with the idea of doing a, a platform uh, that included multiple tools for independent living, and that's what Cognitopia is now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you're talking about um, in the in the headline of your website, it mentions it's that it's a web based uh, set of suite of applications for people who see the world differently. So explain to me who is who is that audience for those that don't know what you do. Sure. So you know when we say people who see the world a little differently, we're we're trying to uh, reach people uh, with. Think of cognitive disabilities like autism and intellectual mm-hmm. disabilities. Intellectual disabilities, for people who may not know, is what used to be called mental retardation, mm-hmm. and that term is considered out of vogue now. And uh, so it's it's people in that group, but we didn't want to limit it just to people in that group because there are people who don't necessarily have a, a specific diagnosis, but still need help with tools that'll help them be better self managers. And so we decided to. We came up with that tagline, you know, that said people who see the world a little differently. And the other tagline that is on our website is it's Cognitopia, where self-determination comes to life. Self-determination is a huge deal as a construct to guide educational efforts and rehabilitation efforts in the disability field. But what's lacking is that people don't have enough tools that help them behave in self-determined ways, and that's where Cognitopia comes in. You know, you can set goals and track your progress. You can uh, get, uh, there's a library of task analyzed routines that has video and and images and text built into it to make it understandable to people using different media. Uh, You can create an e-portfolio that, again, uses many different kinds of media to tell a person's story and help them communicate that story to other people. Yeah, so I heard about Cognitopia through a client that I had been working with that I was doing some video and web work through and their uh their business is like uh, I hope I explained this right it's like the 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 next level in in living independently you know say there's a um there's a, I'll say the word student for now a student that is uh that has autism but then they're all this program was helping them uh, live independently, so they were using your services, so they were able to um, automate not just through the person that was like helping, say that that group of guys or girls uh, live independently, but also for the parents to to speak, see in, and uh, get involved in uh, their in their life, and at probably at the how do I say the like at a hands-off approach, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, no. I mean, I think that's that's a good read. Uh, you know, and I I, I, I know I think I know the program you're talking mm-hmm. about, supported living, learning, mm-hmm. and earning with autism. And yeah, we have a wonderful collaboration going on with them, uh, and uh, they are using our software, you know, throughout their program. And there's actually even a great uh, two-minute video on our uh, YouTube channel uh, about the collaboration with them. They did a great job with that. So, um, yeah, the, the, the idea of connection is really central to Cognitopia. You know, for parents, you know, parents want to see their kids kind of do what other kids do and become independent and be their own person. But there's also, I think, sometimes a little apprehension about, like, sending them out into the world and letting them live on their own. But if you have a little window, if you had a little have a little virtual capability of seeing how things are going and and as you kind of suggested, sort of giving support when it's needed, but not giving support when it's not needed, then that's that's a really important important thing. So uh, that you know staff people in a program like Celia 
can do that as well, uh, you know, have a virtual support capability. But for parents who are not living right there, I think there's there's a there's a peace of mind factor that goes along with that too, and that's really important. Yeah, and I feel like the um, the peace of mind because uh, being a parent of three kids myself that don't have a disability such as autism, um, it opened my eyes working with them, realizing what a peace of mind that is to a parent to watch your child, uh, you know, take care of them through their entire life, but then watch your child kind of graduate into that next level of life and then have that kind of support in their life. Uh, And that's why I was so kind of like interested in interviewing you for Cognitopia because um, little things to big things, little things like uh, clean the bathroom or brush your teeth, you know, things that maybe we would take for granted just because it's like it comes to us, you know, that that's the thing you need to do. But but to be able to be that support for those that need it and actually be a tool that will lead that person into success in life, you know. And you, you just mentioned keyword success. So, you know, no matter who we are, we all we all want to have a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why we all have to-do lists and, you know, we check them off. And when you check off something on a to-do list, you get a little jolt in your brain of dopamine that sort of <laughs> makes you feel really good yeah, about absolutely. that. absolutely. You know? And we know, that I, we know that's true because there are a lot of us who, even if we have a to-do list and we do something that's not already on the list, we'll go ahead and write it on the list just so we can check it off, cross it out, and get that sense of accomplishment. And... That's so important, but the guys that we're, uh, you know, trying to help are don't often have access to the tools that'll help them do that. Mm-hmm. They're not like steeped in time management and task management the way, you know, some of us are. So, so that that sense of accomplishment, being able to do that, you know, see what's been done, share it with other people, that's really powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's transition into just an interesting question that I had for you: is how did you come up with the name for Cognitopia? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think I, I, there's there are there were other opias out there or topias. Okay. Uh, there was a, an organization called Edutopia, which was very prominent in the education field as a as a as a web uh, presence. Uh, and I thought, you know, well, what we're doing is Cognitopia. Where my some the the goal, the vision for Cognitopia is to be the go-to resource for you know, people with cognitive disabilities who need help making their way in the world. And so you know, if you come to Cognitopia, you're going to have this much better kind of experience of your world. And so that's really where it came from. And you know, you know, I wanted to say also, you know, this goes back to what you were saying about being a parent you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, of, of two kids who don't have any particular diagnoses. My kids don't either, but I grew up with a brother with autism, and that's really kind of driven a lot of what I do. Um, You know, that's the real origin of of, of Cognitopia, that uh, when I was became my brother's caregiver in 1981 and until he passed away in 2012, and I was not, I'm not a coder, uh, not a programmer of any kind, I uh, but I got interested in computers when Macs came out in in the mid '80s, and what you could, what they could do, and how they were more cognitively accessible, mm-hmm. uh, both because of the the, the mouse uh, interface and graphically accessible. and graphically accessible. And so there was an early spreadsheet, I think it might have been called VisiCalc, 
Uh, and my brother had moved in. To, we, we moved in to, with each other. He moved from New York where we grew up uh, to Eugene. And another brother also lived here at the time. And we shared a house. And I was his independent living skills supporter. And we would do budgeting because he was a very shop-to-you-drop kind of guy. He wanted to buy everything all the meats, all the things, everything, everywhere. He was really, but he didn't have that much money. And so I had to be the bad guy telling him like, James, you don't have that much money. When we started doing budgeting and planning of his week on a spreadsheet, like I, even though I'm not a coder, I was able to create a little graphic that went up and down to show how uh, much money he had left. And when it went to zero, I could point to the computer and say, James, look, the computer says you don't have any more money left. And it was transformative. It totally changed. It took me away from being the bad guy, and it gave James a little more control because he was dealing with the computer, and he was putting the information in, and the computer says, sorry, you're out of money. Mm-hmm. And so- He was able to accept that truth. A little more easily and from, the, from the computer, and that I believe that's true, that most of us would rather be told what to do by machines that we control rather than by other people. Mm-hmm. You know, Whether it's your mom telling you to get up in the morning would you rather have that or would you rather have an alarm clock that's set to ACDC or NPR or Ocean Breezes or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever floats your boat? So I, I I haven't seen that theorem, if you will, uh, violated. Uh, pretty much that's that's a universal truth in, 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 in my experience. And so I got my advanced degree, started writing grant proposals and was able to fund the idea that like, well, geez, if this works with me and my brother, there's got to be a lot more potential here. That's awesome. So you you were able to take your, the experiences that you had with caregiving for your brother, and kind of seeing like how certain things could be automated, to like that you could actually pinpoint certain kind of ways to use a system like Cognitopia to help people. Right. That that I mean, a couple of things. One is it it, it you could, computers offer lots of tools for cognitive accessibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have text to speech, so something will read to you. You can have speech to text you can talk to it and have it you know turned into text you can have graphics and symbols and videos that communicate to people who don't have great literacy skills much more effectively and give them that ability to organize their their world uh, so there's that and then there's with with web-based technology the ability for instant feeds and and and, and connection with other people you know uh, registering what you're what you're up to and and what you're doing and, you know, your accomplishments again, you know, it, it, if you're if you're documenting your accomplishments and other people can see that, that's so much better than people kind of kind of carping on you for your failures. Sure, yeah. It's a fundamental principle of social learning that you should emphasize positive behavior more than uh, negative behavior. And well, it also like, gives you a track record of like, yeah, I got all these things done. Yeah, we call that a wall of success. You know, it's like, hey, I can see I've, I've done some stuff, you know. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So on your on your website, it looks like um, there's three things that I saw specifically. There was uh, something called My Life, uh, Goal Guide, and Scan Do. You want to just maybe just give a quick overview on what those are and what they do? Sure. And I'll give you an overview of a couple other things too, because our website is needs help. <laughs> so oh, okay. It's a little it's a little out of date. Uh, we've got uh, five uh, tools that are available on there now. Uh, so <clears throat> the first one is routines. Routines is a library of task analyzed activities. You know, you can open up your routines. There are some cognitively cognitive, cognitively accessible buttons that let you uh, filter 
the routines that are in there and you can then find your way to uh, you know the routine that you want so for example I might have uh, home, work, school, uh, community as my buttons, and I touch home, and that then subdivides into categories of chores or eating. I click on eating, and then I get dinner, breakfast, lunch, snacks. Click on dinner, and then I might have like, you know, a dozen uh, things that I can make for dinner. When I touch one of those, it blows up into a task analysis, which is a step-by-step sequence that shows you how to do something, in that case, how to cook something. And in any step of that, you can have an image, you can have a video uh, that shows you, you, know, you what to do. And this is really powerful for people who have trouble you know, putting the steps of things together. Then the next application is goal guide. So if I have, uh, if I found, say, I wanted to make French toast, you know, and I use routines, but maybe I want to make uh, a goal that every Saturday I'm going to have French toast with a friend. Uh, then I would make a goal out of it, set some reminders, put a time to it, and then I can get reminders on my phone, on via email. Uh, I, I like I, I get my reminders with multimedia messaging service, so it comes with pictures and text, which mm-hmm. makes it kind of fun. Uh, and then there's uh, 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 My Life, which is an e-portfolio application. Uh, it started off as a tool to help students understand their IEP. The IEP is an individualized education plan, and every student who has special education services has one. But they don't often know what's in it, and it's the thing that guides their educational programming. <clears throat> so it's important for them to understand that. And then it's also important for them to take an active role in the yearly meeting that kind of develops it. And so My Life helps you do that. And uh, finally, we have uh, uh, ScanDo, which uh, is a simple scanning application that lets you get access to content from Cognitopia by scanning a QR code that the system creates. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so what, what, would, what, what would the system create a QR code to do? And then... So mainly that's focused on routines. So for instance, uh, I might have a, a routine that shows me how to, do the, how, to do the, how to use the washing machine, how to do laundry. Uh, if you've got a QR code for that, you can print that out, paste it on the laundry machine. Oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, someone who gets confused about that. And this is actually an issue for older users as well. Uh, we haven't worked much with them yet, but I know that there's a use case for older people who either be normal cognitive decline due to aging or uh, some sort of onset of dementia where it's still in the mild uh, phase. But, you know, they'll get to a laundry machine and then forget like how to do it or what they're supposed to do. So if you can just point your phone at that code, then the routine that shows you what to do will pop up on there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's another form of cognitive accessibility because you just got to learn and remember to do this one thing and then you don't have to navigate the software to get there. That's great. As a, as a designer, um, I, I remember when QL codes came out and I was so frustrated because you had to like, find an app and have it loaded. But now I'm so excited that the cameras have it built in. So you just literally just shine your iPhone or Android camera at a QR and it'll pull it up. And uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of a revitalization of that technology. I think maybe. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. So that sounds great. All right. So let's, let's talk about, so we're talking about what you're doing and where you came from. Uh, Where do you see Cognitopia in the future? I mean, it looks like you're, you're innovating and you're moving forward and doing some, uh, you know, building more apps. So what do you see yourself in the future? Well, we are building more apps. We have a couple of uh, relatively recent grant projects that were funded. Um, 
One is focused on something called person-centered planning, which is really uh, it, it, the entire system of adult services for people with disabilities is based on person-centered planning. So it's important to have tools for that. We also have another uh, uh, tool we're working on that uh, focuses on uh, friendship, relationships, community participation, and that's a big thing because you know more than anything, parents want to see their kids have friends and have people they can do stuff with. So that's called that, that'll be called getting out, and that's uh, that's in process. But beyond that, we are just emerging from the research pipeline. And we're the next year and a half are all about trying to get commercial traction so that we can have a sustainable business around this because the grant money will run out at some point. And, uh, you know, if it if it runs out and we don't have a sustainable business, then we're just another piece of what I call shelfware, you know, things, mm-hmm. something that's been funded uh, by the federal government that sits on a shelf and nobody ever gets to use it. Mm-hmm. So we're we're bound and determined not to let that happen. So what does uh, that look like uh, moving into a market? Who who would your who would your audience be? Would it be would it be just to the same the same folks that you're uh, you know facilitating now, or would that be integrated into like other systems, like an entire classroom? Like say you're say you're marketing to schools, and yeah. Uh, case in point, I just went out and did some training at it with a local high school this morning. There are about thirty. Uh, students in there and a half a dozen teachers and, and, and instructional assistants and they were like well let's go let's do this you know uh, so it could be rolled out at a school at a classroom level a school level a district-wide level I think we'll I think we'll see that uh, state would be po- fantastic <laughs> state would be even better <laughs> you know but that, and that's just schools you know there are adult service agencies like the supported living learning and earning with autism who uh, uh, you know, there's many of those mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and people who are interested in, in that way. Then there's uh, what are called inclusive post-secondary education programs. So we have uh, people at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas and University of Nevada, Reno, who are using our software. I've been using it on a test basis for a couple of years and love it. Uh, there's uh, lots of possibilities in employment. So there's a huge push on getting people with disabilities out of what's called sheltered employment, you know, uh, where everybody's in a big building doing relatively meaningless work, and into real community-based jobs, you know, customized employment, it's called. Uh, and our software could be so helpful to people, helping them manage better in those settings, helping companies support them better. So we're really looking at, at that possibility that companies, you know, have a need for what we're doing. And there are other segments as well, including directly to parents, you know, who, who, who are interested as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, how can people, one, hear more about Cognitopia and learn more about you? You guys have a website. Uh, I don't know if you do social media or not. How can people dive in more past this podcast? Maybe they have, might have an interest in your in your services. Sure, sure. So uh, we're, we have a, a Twitter uh, handle. It's called at, at Cognitopia. Uh, and that's C-O-G-N-I-T-O-P-I-A. Our website is Cognitopia.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, and if you just search for Cognitopia, it's a very unique name. It's one of its virtues. You will, there's only one of us on there. Go to our YouTube channel. We have some great uh, videos that show the work we've done with Celia, show students directing their own uh, uh, individualized education plans, and also there's lots of how-to video on there for how to use uh, different parts of our our platform. Uh, 
other than that, you know, they're more than happy to, to reach out to me uh, personally. Uh, they can go to our website and set up an account, and and uh, it's still in a free trial mode. And even when they'll, we will, we will be putting up a pricing sheet pretty soon. But even then, there'll be an extensive free trial, at least 30 days, probably more like 60 days. Oh, that's great. Uh, so this podcast is about focusing on the creative processes for life, business, and the world around you, uh, specifically your sphere of influence. I uh, kind of want to leave off uh, today with, uh, do you have, so if there's going to be people listening here to this podcast, words of wisdom for folks, uh, and maybe advice to inspire or encourage them to pursue their goals uh, dreams, creative ideas, and ventures. I, I'm just, I love their story about how you took uh, the situation you were in as far as, you know, how you were uh, a caretaker for your brother. I think that's fantastic. And then taking that information and then going that further, saying to help the world around you. So you can, you actually have a sphere of influence around you that you're trying to spread. So for those that are uh, listening that might, be thinking of a creative idea or or anything like a venture in the, in their life uh they might have goals or dreams or whatever what 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 wisdom would you give them encouragement to them uh to pursue what they got going on yeah yeah um well uh, the, the 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 overarching thing is to pursue it you know take you know trust that there's validity to your dreams and ideas you know, everybody, no matter what you're doing in life, you, you're, you're probably thinking of ways it could be done better or, you know, like possibly even, you know, really disruptive changes in that would that would improve, uh, you know, something you're doing at work or, you know, you might be driving in your car and think, gosh, you know, I wish this thing worked differently. So, you know, it, play with those ideas and talk to people about them. And maybe, you know, more than anything, you know, air them to people who can help you. So in most communities, certainly we're very lucky here in Eugene to have a really rich uh, uh, entrepreneurship and innovation community where you can, you know, get, you know, five minutes at a microphone in front of a bunch of people to say, hey, I came up with this idea. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm interested in, you know, talking to some people who might be uh, also interested in that. Uh, then there's formal involvement in different accelerator uh, and incubator programs that are around. So so I think it's a really good time for, for people who, uh, who have a creative, you know, impulse and want to try to make it into reality. Uh, and, you know, just uh, be confident. Don't 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 uh, don't dis don't be dismissive, you know, you know, encourage yourself. Yeah, that's good. So, the, so your advice would be really to take the chance uh, and, and the the risk in in your in your idea, and you know, accept feedback from others, run it up the flagpole for people. Yes, and yeah. you know, don't be afraid. You know, even though I had a a pretty good track record in getting grant funding to support this, that there was a point at which I realized I didn't know anything about the business side of this, and so I got involved with the Rain Accelerator and the precursor program to that called ID8. Um, and I learned a lot about really how much I didn't know <laughs> right. and who I needed to talk to in order to fill that that gap. And I think I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm much better better off for that. That's awesome. Well, we're wrapping up today. We were here 
uh, with uh, Dr. Tom Keating, uh, CEO from Cognitopia. It's been a pleasure interviewing you today. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited about what you're doing and helping people out. Anytime there's a story about reaching out more than just... uh, you know, just for profit. I really like that. I really dig that. So I really appreciate your time. Uh, So you were listening to episode number four here at the Creative Catalyst podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you. 